0: So we have been talking about the one, and I just felt to keep it right in the same area this week, continuing the thought. As a matter of fact, more than continuing the thought, I actually, I actually kind of went back to the beginning, if you will, um, with the message that Pastor Jeff spoke And he came out of Luke 15, chapter 15, verse 4, where it talks about the sheep. And it it says this. I'm in the New Living Translation. If you want to pull up your Bibles or your apps, if not, we have it. We'll have it right right here behind us. But it says, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? Now, as I said, we have been discussing this this idea, this topic over the last few weeks. And the purpose in us Staying on it is because we want to encourage the church, this church, to be a church that goes after the one. Now, last week, Pastor Jeff spoke to us about some things that might get in the way of us going after the one. And coming out of that, it hit me that there's so much more. Not that I want to get stuck on that, but I feel like we really need to understand a few things if we are going to be a church that goes after the one. Because the topic is easy to talk about. It's easy to talk about. But it's a little bit harder to live out. And I wanted to speak to that just a little bit today. So... What have we been talking about? Again, leaving the 99 for one. What? Sheep, right? So let's talk about sheep for a second, shall we? God uses the metaphor of sheep to describe his people multiple times throughout the word. And when I think about that, via certain studies or even other preachers speaking, I got to ask the question, should I be bothered about that? If you've never asked yourself this question, today you're going to address that question because I'm going to ask you should, you, should you be bothered about being parallel to sheep? Let's see. So from what I've gathered about sheep, I didn't do some deep, you know, investigation, but just things I've heard. Sheep are—they're just a little slim on wits. Some might even—what's the how they say—dim-witted—is uh, that the phrase? I, it's harsh. I'm just gonna stick with slim on wits. How about it? All right. Um, easily distracted. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. I'm not a farmer. So this information I'm giving you right now is based off of things I've heard, read, so on and so forth. So they're easily distracted and they tend to wander into dangerous areas. Well, I, I feel like I, I'm hearing something there. I, I think I understand. I mean, come on. <laughs> Parallel, us and sheep. Let's just, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let me ask a question. Like, why couldn't, why couldn't we be uh, uh, compared to eagles? You know, like, you've heard that. Come on now. You've heard that, that preacher preached that message. You know, we're going to mount up eagles. Yes. But it's always we're going to, right? We're not already there. So we're not compared to eagles. I mean, eagles can see from far off. You know what I mean? They, they rise above. I mean, could you imagine? I see the danger coming afar of off, and I'm just going to swoop on up into the clouds or dive, you know, get out the way, dodge. You know what I mean? Nope. Sheep. I mean, listen. I would have took a loyal dog. You know what I mean? I mean, I love, I love my dog. And it, like, I could be like, "No, you don't get no food today," and she'd be like, ha, 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 ha. "You know what I'm saying? Like, they're loyal." I would have took a dog. No, sheep. Sheep, slim on wits easily distracted, and they have a tendency to wander into dangerous areas. Man. So I know that I'm not that spiritual, so I'm going to use somebody who's a little bit more spiritual. You might, you might take their word for it. Uh, theologian Charles Spurgeon. Some of you may have heard of him. Great man of God. He said this, A sheep is of all creatures the most senseless, if we have lost a dog, it may find its way home again. Possibly a horse might return to master's stable. But a sheep will wander on and on in endless, endless mazes, lost. Tag. I was, I was really hoping the man of God would bring us around. But there we are, sheep So, I mean, seriously, in a nutshell, does it it not describe us, though? I mean, listen, I'm going to get away from that. We got guests. They're going to be like, he called us dumb. (laughs) All right. This is Pastor Jeff's message. He gave it to me. I'm just sharing it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so will will any will any one of you stand with me today and you know admit to having ever been a sheep. I mean I Pastor Wayne has been a sheep. Let's 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 try to look at what I want to label sheepish moments right sheepish i can't sheepish moments now i know typically that's not why this is used sheepish moments right it's used like the shy right but today it's my way of saying something that i thought would not be appropriate so we're going to call them sheepish moments the feeling of not realizing you're lost until you're really lost. Dad, go on. I mean, anybody else here other than me? I, I felt like doing this message. I just I was like, God, really, like sheepish moments. You don't even realize you're lost until you're really. Lost. How about when we make choices and don't realize how destructive they are? Man, that's scary. That is scary. I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking about traveling, period, right? You're just driving along, and you're good, so you thought until you realize at the very last moment that you're lost. When you're standing at, the, you're, you're at the dead end of the road, and the signs like, there's no outlet. And you're like, how many, where am, I don't even, you know. And whatever the situation, I've been in that situation. I was literally going to take something to somebody, and I thought to myself, I got this. I know the general direction of where they live. I've been there once, but my phone died. So I was like, no problem, I will get there. Can I tell you, I was in the neighborhood. I was in the neighborhood and it took me 30 minutes to find the house. And at one point I drove down a road, I made a turn because I was so sure it was the right one and it took me around this loop and popped me back out on the same road. And it was at that moment that I almost lost Jesus. (laughs) Because at that moment, I realized, you're lost, dude. You have no idea what you're doing. And it can either be really scary or very frustrating. And these are sheepish moments. How about this one? Following other sheep in their sheepish moments. Come on, just sit there for a little bit, huh? See, I told you, it's his message. (laughs) We're so easily influenced by the people around us. So here's the deal. We are a church that we're trying to go after the one. The one what? Sheep. We're trying to go after the individual who is making decisions that don't make any sense. We're trying to go after the person who is wandering, lost, in a maze. Sometimes they've created themselves. And they're scared, they're frustrated, How are we? Let me tell you something. When you're in that moment, if you're not the sheep who's lost, but the one who's trying to find the sheep, help the sheep, can I tell you what's not helpful? Right? What's not helpful in these moments versus what is? A lost sheep doesn't need to be scolded. A lost sheep doesn't need to be scolded. It needs to be rescued. Now listen, I know you may feel like I trapped you, right? I just bought you through all of that and you're owning it. But that's the purpose. That's what I wanted to do because I wanted to remind us That we are the sheep. Now, whether you're the sheep that strayed away or not, that's not significant right here in this particular moment. What I need for you to understand is that we are the sheep. So if that's the case, then we should understand what it feels like. We need to get it before we can go out and do anything about it. So again, I tell you, what's not helpful in sheepish moments is scolding them. They need to be rescued. Please understand, what I'm I'm not saying here is that we're not responsible for the choices we make. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that we don't need to own our situations. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is is we don't really need to be beat over the head with the fact that we're sheep. When we look up and realize you put yourself in this situation, when you look up and realize that we've wandered away, we've went astray, we've left the group behind, we've pushed them away, the last thing we want is judgment. We don't like it. We don't want it. Even even if there's truth in it, right? We don't want to hear it. The tenderness the shepherd has for his senseless sheep in Luke 15, it's astounding. It's beautiful. It's not something I even believe that we completely understand. He goes out, he grabs the sheep, he throws it over his shoulders, and he walks back. I seen a little clip. I seen a little clip, and this was about David. And and what a picture. We all know the story of David, but David was a shepherd. And in this This clip, it was a little cartoon movie. In this clip, the sheep is just like, and he's just kind of bouncing along. And David's like, you know, tending to the other sheep, and he's got like this long, you know, he's got the long uh, staff or whatever. And he's like, you know, come on, come on, that other one. He's like, and he starts to like go out, and David just and snatches him back and just keeps on going. You know what I mean? And like, he gets, you know, snatched back, and he's like, do, 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 do. you know, and David's like, oh, you know, he doesn't even turn around, he just snags him and pulls him back. Well, one time, you know, one of the other sheep get a little out of line, or they're they're kind of doing whatever, so then he goes after that one, and that little one just just goes right, and next thing you know, he goes off the edge, and I was thinking to myself, this is a cartoon, they are really about to mess with some kids' minds, right, because it goes right off the edge, like literally, and I'm like, And then like it zooms back and he's off the side of the mountain, but he's dropped down to another little level. So David goes over and he's trying to get this sheep and he almost kills himself trying to get this sheep. But once he gets to him off the side of the mountain, he ties him up around him somehow and then he climbs back up. And it's not easy, but he climbs back up and throws him into the group. Can you guess what happens next? Do, 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 do. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. So when I say we don't understand the tenderness, I don't. I'm just, can I be honest with you? I had a conversation with a pastor friend of mine the other day and I realized I need to go before the Lord in prayer. Because God, and oh, man, I tell you, right when you think you know, you I, I thought I knew why I was bringing this message, and I didn't know. There I was. Do, 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 do. <laughs> man. Thanks a lot for sharing in a kick-in-the-pants moment with Pastor Dwayne. Seriously, I literally had this conversation on, I think, Thursday or Friday, and, like, I'm getting this message together, and it's just now dawning on me that I am lacking some serious tenderness as a shepherd. Thank you, Lord. But the shepherd carries that sheep home by grace. I really believe, I really believe that we need a better understanding of grace. Because this is what I believe. I believe that via the world, via the church, sheepish people, we have muddied the waters with grace. We've muddied the waters grace, and, and we don't have a full understanding of grace. Very similar to the way that we've done His Holy Spirit. Now we went through a whole thing about Holy Spirit and and we came to a realization the importance and how much we need the Holy Spirit and and how powerful and, and how much we can get done. But can I tell you those are the two things, now hear me out. This is a side note. It's a little, little side note for you. Those are the two things that we need in, in this life to live out this life. Think, take a second and think about it. How smart was the enemy? How smart was the enemy to muddy the waters on the two things we need most desperately to live out this life? Ain't it so good? I mean, this is what he showed me, and I was like, man, oh, man. Holy Spirit, to give us the power for us to even think we can live this thing out the way we're supposed to. To even think we can, because let's be honest, without him, we are lost. A comforter and a helper. Today, without a comforter, where will we be? Let's be honest. In the world we're living in today, where de- depression and anxiety and, and all of, you know, the different mental health things that just seem to be just ravaging. Uh, it's a real thing. I, I, I believe it's a real thing. Without the Holy Spirit, we would, there's no way we could navigate these things. And we would all be literally dead. Grace. Without grace, where would we be? Again. Absolute failure. What do you have to turn to? If you can't get it right, what do you have to turn to? Without the Holy Spirit and grace, we would be lost. But let's get back to the shepherd. Because those are the two things that he offers. Right? Jesus. The shepherd. Let me ask you a question. What if the shepherd didn't go get the one sheep? Have you ever thought about that? What would happen? Hold on. What would that mean for you and me? Mm. They're an idiot. I don't got time. Nah, I got 99 here. If they refuse to listen, it's on them. What if he didn't? And and all I want you to take from this is the grand statement that he made by going to get one sheep. The grand statement that he made. If the shepherd is willing to shrug his shoulders over the lost one, then none of us are secure. We have no security. If you've never listened or thought about this, you have to understand that if he did not choose to come and get you, if he did not choose to take the time on you or me, then what does that mean for everyone else? And what I'm trying to say here is this. Listen, as a pastor, you know, Pastor Jeff, he'll understand sometimes these type of things happen. Not very often. It never happens hardly ever at all because we just don't do this kind of thing. It just every, every, you know, once a century or so, um, you'll have somebody come to you and they'll say, have you seen Sister So-and-so? Look at them. They're a mess. We can't have this mess at the church. They're not representing right. And we as pastors, totally understanding and knowing that the person talking to us has no flaws at all. None. Even though we spent three hours the day before in counseling. No, none. We are, we are supposed to address the one, and that's it. All I'm, all I'm saying is it's easy. I've done it before, not even in a spiritual manner, and I'm like, ugh. So here we are. We have to understand the person that we have to understand that who we're talking to. And we have to go, man, you know what? You remember that time that you saved me when I was completely out of my mind and I just kept running out of the fold? I think that this guy needs that too. I mean, I know that what they're doing is not as bad as what I did. But I can see that that's headed toward a bad situation, God. Or wait a second. What if it's this? God, they are way more lost than me. I know I'm wrong. I know you saved me. They need help too. Right? Understanding who we are. So, I wanted you to just really take that in and really, really meditate on it. If I get lost tomorrow, how will I know I'm worthy enough to be found? If I'm the lost sheep, if I'm the one that... Walks away tomorrow, how will I know without that grand statement, how would I have known? If it's not true, how will I know? If he won't do it, how, how, am, I, how, do I, how am I to know that I am secure? Because this is what happens. Well, then, if, if it's not, he just goes to do it. Because he goes to do it. Well, then now we have to get close to him. Now, I know that sounds good. But we have to get close to him for our security. Pastor Jeff, I'm going to take you out to lunch because I want to make sure that when things get weird, <laughs> I'm in the fold. You, you see what happened there? So that that person that keeps messing up who just can't even afford to take Pastor Jeff out, well, hey, when the church moves, you're not getting the letter. (laughs) Now that's crazy, I know. That's absolutely crazy. But, But that's no different than us not thinking about going after the one. Or the 100. I mean, you get the point. So what happens? Or wait, maybe it's this. Maybe you've, maybe you've never been lost. That's a, let me stop. That was a joke. <laughs> I mean, seriously though, right? I, I'm so in love with Jesus, and I can't imagine why anybody would leave the fold I mean, he just keeps blessing us. I can't imagine why anybody would ever, 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 ever decide to do anything other than follow him. You know, and then, and then you know, we, we start to say things like this, right? Because we see somebody in a, you know, bad situation or making some, you know, well, it's because they disobeyed God. They messed up. They went wrong. How about this? Um, they're welcome back into the fold anytime. But they'd better clean up their act first. They need to get it right. Because remember, we've never made any, any bad calls. We've never had any sheepish moments. It's easy to see the sheep who went outside of the fold, right if if we're all here and we all bunch together, I might not be able to see Voorhees Pastor Ryan, right now it's not because he's not tall and I should be able to see him it's probably because I'm short and if enough of you get around me, I won't be able to see but so far up and we won't talk about Pastor Jeff <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but, but let somebody walk out beyond, right? If they get out far enough or they're up at a certain angle, I'll be like, oh, there's, there's Pastor Ryan. What's he doing out there? Everybody's over here, right? Not only what is he doing out there, why is he doing that? Well, that's weird. Well, that's just wrong. Well, that's out. Oh, oh. Mm. We need to pray for him, you know? And, I mean, we're all so close in a bunch. Sometimes, on accident, you begin to talk about the person who's went out beyond. That's a whole nother message. But then it's also easy to get frustrated again, right? I'm just circling back. It's easy to get frustrated. Why is he? Come on. How many times is he going to do that? Now, the shepherd then lost his shoe because of that fool. <laughs> I mean, now I know I'm being silly, but I mean, I'm being serious, right? Like, these are, this is how we are as people. We just get a little frustrated with people who don't seem to want to get it right. And it's in these moments where the enemy is having a... A filled day because he's speaking truth to us with his twist. Mm, mm, mm. Look at them. That ain't Jesus. You need to steer clear of that because that ain't Jesus. They want to go out to lunch? Not with you. Not looking like that. Somebody might think that you was doing it too. Because that ain't Jesus. Now I know this is tough. I get it. And I'm not, uh, like, there are boundaries. There are boundaries. But is there though? I know I am walking on some rough terrain here. Because this is where the lines get a little blurred. But if we are, what did I tell you? The two things we need to live this life out and grace. Those two things will clear up everything real fast. And boundaries are not an issue if we are dependent on those two things. Come on, see, I'm preaching better than y'all. Listen, I'm just going to keep moving on. He'll deal with you later. He'll deal with you later. (laughs) I get it. Like, it's easy to get mad. It's easy to get frustrated. But when we ask Christ into our life, listen to me, because this is where it gets real, and I'm wrapping it up. When we ask Christ into our life, instantly, two things came into play grace and Holy Spirit. Now, I preached the message right in this area some weeks back. If we will depend on the Holy Spirit, he will will help us navigate. He will help us become all things to all people so that it's not difficult for us to go after the one. It's not not dangerous for us to go after the one. That's why Jesus could walk right out and snag up one and bring it back. It didn't matter the terrain. It didn't matter what was going on. He would walk right into the briar bush. He would walk right, David, David went off the side of the cliff in the little cartoon, right? Now I know it was a cartoon, but this is what Jesus would do with no problems. He would walk right into a dangerous situation, get the get the one and carry them out. I heard a story about a pastor who went into a drug house. Now, I know we've all probably heard that story before, but I actually knew the man. I knew the man who was sitting in the drug house. Just two weeks prior, he was at the church with his hands raised and loving on God. And he was genuine about it. But the drugs got him so hard that the following week, he went to the drug house and he stayed there for a week straight. A week straight. Going into the next week, the pastor was like, I didn't see so-and-so at church. He said, let's go. Gentlemen, we're going to get him. Somebody was like, I'm not going into that side of town, into the drug house. I'm sorry. They went in there and he literally, and this is a big guy, he literally picked him up and carried him out of there. Come on. Where are we at, people? Where are we at, church? Where are we at? Listen, right now, I'm thinking shame on Dwayne. Can I be honest? I don't know. I don't know if I would be ready and willing to go into a drug house to pull somebody out. Before I read this message, I'm telling you right now, I was like, well, they're stupid. They shouldn't have went in there in the first place. Shame on me. I need to go before God. We need to remember is working on our behalf Holy Spirit and the grace God bestowed on us all which says we're all worthy of being saved which says we all should be rescued when we have sheepish moments no matter how great or how small and this is the last thing I believe that if we remember that, that will change how we see those sheep, but not just them, ourselves. It'll change the way we see them, and we will see them the way he sees them. Not, not dumb Not silly, but lost and afraid. Loving us all right where we're at. As not having the strength to make it home. Therefore, needing him to rescue us. I challenge you, as you continue to live your life out, Do me a favor, please. See the sheep as lost and afraid. See them as lost and afraid. Not as stupid or ignorant. Careless, senseless. I get it. Please, please, please know that I've, I've tried to be transparent with you today. I was not joking. God is whipping me. Because I have, people say that I have all the patience in the world. And I do have a lot of patience. But there's some things I just don't have patience for. And it kills me. It really does. It hurts. After doing this message, I am hurting inside because I don't know how to see them any other way. I have people very close to me who make decisions that I don't understand and they make no sense to me. And I'm supposed to approach them with love. I need to come to the altar. I'm just going to pray. Lord God, I just come into you right now. Father, you've given us, you've given us a job to do. You've given us a job to do. And I, for one, can say, It's not easy. God, help me. Help us to be more like you. Holy Spirit, today we need you. We need you like never before. To fulfill the call of Christ on our life. We need you to be able to go out and to be all things to all people. We need you to be able to go out and minister to the people that make us uncomfortable. We need you to love on the the unlovable. We need you to minister to the situations that we have no clue about. We need you. We need you, God. Not just to go after the one, but Father, we need you because at any moment, we could be the one. At any moment, we could have a sheepish moment. We need you, Father. With your heads bowed, if there's anybody under the sound of my voice, if there's anybody in here who who does not know Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you have not put your trust in him and you're trusting him to help you through this life, if you haven't made that decision, if you haven't made that request, if you haven't called out to him and you want to today, I would love to pray with you. You don't have to come to the front. If you wanna raise your hand If you raise your hand, I will pray from here while you're there that Christ would come in and begin to transform your life. If that's you today, will you raise your hand? Okay. Thank you. If there's anybody in here, you've heard the message, and like me, you know that you struggle with going after the one. It's difficult, it's frustrating. If that's you and you, you need Christ to change, to soften your heart, to change the way you see his sheep, if that's you, will you raise your hand? I wanna pray with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I need you to know, I need you to know that I'm standing here in the same place. One more question, if you are the sheep, if you know that you are the sheep that, is, that has strayed away, might stray away, is on the verge of straying away, if that's you, you know Christ, you've, you've committed your, your life to him, but the struggle is real. If that's you, will you raise your hand? I want to pray with you as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. God, you've seen the hearts of your people. You see where they're standing at. You see when the hands was raised. God, my heart right now, so full, because I know that I once needed rescuing. And if for nothing else, right here in this moment, God, I am Crying out to you. I am crying out to you on their behalf. I don't know where they're at. I don't know what their situation is. But if they're anything like me, whether they've been lost, are lost, or trying trying to love somebody that's lost, God, please help them like you're helping me. Love on them like you've loved on me. And continue to be patient with them like you've been patient with me. Holy Spirit, manifest in this place today. Right now, every person in this room, Holy Spirit, I pray that they, would, that they would know that there is a significant difference in them as they leave this place. And that there is a work that has begun that will continue to grow. I again pray for opportunities, God. I pray for opportunities where we can begin to minister to your people, where we can fulfill your New Testament commandment to not just love you, but to also love your people. Help us here at The Body Dayton and your church everywhere. Help us, God, to love your sheep. Help us to love your sheep. Help us to be willing to go after your sheep, to save your sheep. But help us to remember that we do it with and only with you. We pray all these things in your son Jesus' name. We have said it. Amen. Thank you all for being here today. Thank you for joining us on Facebook. And listen, I know being a sheep is not glamorous, but we're all in this together. Ain't that what they say? We love you guys. Go be blessed. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend.